Hello, and welcome to The Good Night Show with me, Daniel Van Kirk. It is Monday, July 20th, around 12 a.m. Rochelle, Illinois time, and I am glad that you are here. It's just me tonight, friends. Mr. Noah Eberhardt is uh, taking a little bit of a break, but don't worry. He'll be back in a few days. Until then, it's you and I hanging out, and I hope I'm helping you go to sleep or just take a break or forget about whatever in your life is causing you stress. And if you have things in your life that are causing you to feel positive or happy or things that are causing you to have questions about the sex life that you have or the relationships that you have, or you have recommendations for things to read or watch, well, then hit me up. You can text me or leave me a voicemail at 609-955. That's 609-644-4855. Or email me at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. Guess what? This week, we have some more game nights. Yes, so many of you have emailed in and said you wanted to be a part of that. It's wonderful. Also, let's give some credit where credit is due. If you are seeing the artwork that I get to put out for the game night show, there is one person who deserves that credit. His name is CM Dugan. He did the artwork that you can see right now if you look at your phone while you listen to this. But he created the Van Kirksey. He created the uh, Fuck With Boggle artwork. He's just a great dude. So make sure you're throwing some love his way. Go check out his work at cmdugan.com. I know I talk about it at the end of every show, but you might find something really cool, like a really cool gift you could give somebody. Maybe somebody has a new office or got a new job or has a new apartment or something like that. Artwork can be a very, very cool housewarming gift. But anyway, the game night show is this Thursday and Saturday. You never know. People might drop out. If you're interested, you need to email me at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. If you are already in, I can't wait to hang. So be ready to have fun together. And guess what? There's going to be some big fun announcements about game night shows coming in August. So get your emails in now if you want to be alerted as soon as tickets go on sale. Speaking of tickets going on sale, Saturday, August 15th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. That's 8.30 Rochelle time. We're doing a live Dumb People Town. The Sklars and I are going to be at NowhereComedyClub.com. Now, if you listen to this and you're a Penny or a Paller or a Good Night Gang member and you're like, I'm not really familiar with the Dumb People Town, let me tell you this. It is just fun. It is a lot of fun. If you've never checked it out, I think you're really going to dig it. And if you want something to do on Saturday, August 15th, late in the happy hour, maybe middle of the evening, depending on where you're at, you should come to NowhereComedyClub.com. Get your tickets and hang out with me and the Sklars and a great guest. It's a really, really, really fun show. And also, it's going to sell out. There's a bunch of different ticket options available for whatever type of group or person you are. I hope that you'll do that. Okay, since it is Monday morning, Sunday night, we always go through the week of like national days of observation. What are we celebrating? But before we do that, we have the solution to the riddle that I gave on Friday. Every Friday I give a riddle. Noah gave his answer. He was correct. Here's what it is. What belongs to you, but other people use it more than you? I think this is a fun little riddle. It's probably a good riddle for kids. But you could have done it in a much more confusing way. We talked about this on The Good Night Show. I'll read it one more time. What belongs to you, but other people use it more than you? The answer? Your name. Mm-hmm. I'm an, I found that I'm a name person. Like, I constantly say 
name the the person I'm speaking to, I say their name to them. So I'll be like Noah. There's no way that da, da, da. I don't do it in like a at, like a jerk way where you're like, is that the best choice though, Noah? That's when you're like, I had a a teacher in college who wrote, I don't think you understood the assignment, Dan. Or and I thought to myself, you bitch. Because just putting my name, I think it was probably said Daniel, to be honest, but just putting my name on there was like <laughs> such an F you. It's like when uh, English people say, uh, is it? Like, it's not that hard though, is it? And you're like, oh, well, I guess it's not supposed to be. That's such a pro level F you. All right. Anyway, let's dig in. Monday, July 20th. That's today, 720, which is also a WGN day if you're a Chicago radio fan. It's National Lollipop Day on the 20th. In 1931, George Smith, who says he invented the idea of putting candy on a stick, patents the term lollipop. However, ancient peoples across the world ate honey off of sticks. That sounds great. The earliest precursors to lollipops. And then I feel like in the past 20 years, we that's when we really got the cake pop. I'm not a big cake fan, but I'll enjoy a good cake pop. Also, I've said this, German chocolate mm, or Straight up Betty Crocker yellow cake chocolate frosting, some Neapolitan ice cream. And because I've had that so many birthdays, it just feels like summer to me. It's also National Moon Day on July 20th. National Moon Day celebrates not only the historic lunar landing on July 20th, 1969, go watch First Man, but the day also reminds us of the uphill slog to get the space program off the ground. Literally, in a historic speech on March 25th, 1961, President John F. Kennedy signaled the start of NASA's Apollo space program, as well as his plan to see an American on the moon by the end of the decade. This speech actually is used by a lot of conspiracy theorists to believe, to say this was all part of like, they knew we weren't going to do it. JFK had been killed. We couldn't end the decade without having done it. So we had to fake it. And you know what? Like, <laughs> if you wholeheartedly could prove to me beyond a shadow of doubt that we faked it, I'd be like, okay, that's pretty cool, actually. But then I'm also completely willing to believe we didn't fake it. So I don't know. But uh, I don't think we did. I, that's what, if you made me fall down, I don't think we did. Tuesday, July 21st is, here we go, National Junk Food Day, popularized in the U.S. in the 1950s. Junk foods are usually, by definition, high in fats, sugars, salt, and calories, but they are also high in deliciousness. Americans eat 13 billion hamburgers each year, which is enough to circle the earth more than 32 times. Over 400 million over 400 million M&Ms are produced each day. Lay's sells more than 372 million bags of chips in the US each year or 3.72 billion with a B ounces of chips. So obviously I now want to think about what is my favorite junk food. I don't even, is it weird that I don't even consider a burger junk food? I mean, I totally get how it can be, but also like a really good burger is probably like a pretty balanced meal. Like if you are, are you, if you're sensible about your carbs and that predominantly is one of your main sources of carbs for the whole day was like the bun on that burger, 
you actually just ate pretty well. Now, obviously, you can get into a whole bunch of crazy stuff to put on there. But even if you went bacon, egg, lettuce, tomato, burger, like nice lean meat and a bun, that's not that unhealthy. Yes, the calories are going to be high, but your sugars aren't going to be, especially if you get a good cut of bacon. So I don't really consider that bake or junk food. When I think of junk food, I mean, obviously, I think of Reese's Pieces, but then also, I guess French fries are junk food. I don't know. I have to define what uh, what junk food is. I'd be interested to hear from you guys. Like, what is your favorite junk food? Because, I mean, according to here, it's hamburgers, M&Ms, and Lay's. I, I could see potatoes. Like, Doritos are definitely junk food. But there are times when you're like, I'm going to crush these fucking Doritos. Let's move on because I can get stuck in this forever. Wednesday, July 22nd is National Hammock Day developed by the Mayans. I'm laughing because I just saw a picture of myself recently as a little child in a hammock. And I'm like, well, this will be used to promote a show sometime. Developed by the Mayans of Central and South America for sleeping or resting, a hammock is a sling made of fabric, rope, or netting. What is this? A greenly, Which is suspended between two points such as posts or trees. Most often, hammocks were made from the woven bark, woven, woven bark of the hammock tree. Oh, that's where it comes from. This is like how we learned about bikini, friends. Man, you know what? So July 22nd is National Hammock Day. If you can get into a hammock on Wednesday, do it. But also, you should try to achieve one day each year, weather permitting, where you're in a hammock. And I bet whatever location you've gotten yourself to where there, where there is one, and the fact that you've budgeted your time and responsibilities to have an afternoon or even an hour or hopefully most the better part of a day in a hammock, you'll be getting a lot of fringe benefits from that decision as well. I might try to do that because I haven't been in a hammock probably since that old time picture I just found. National Hammock Day. It's also National Hot Dog Day. Hell yeah. The first hot dogs were originally referred to as a deshund sausage for their long shape that resembled the beloved Dashund. Dashund? I always forget. Who gives a shit? Pups. Little wiener dogs. Around 1870, Charles Feltman, a German immigrant, began to sell hot dogs out of a stand on Coney Island. He sold over 3,600 Frankfurters in a bun that year alone. Hot dogs became a household name in the late 19th century when a casual food lover and baseball team owner of the St. Louis Browns, Chris Von Ach, or A, brought the two together in his own amusement park. So, see, something's come good out of St. Louis, a city that I actually love. Also, if you've never had a Chicago dog, get yourself... I mean, there's a lot of great places in Chicago, but for me, it's just the char dog at the Wiener Circle. Load it up. Now I want one of those. Let's move on, because Thursday, July 23rd, is National Gorgeous Grandma Day, a.k.a. Rosemary Van Kirk. Today's the day to tell old granny just how stunning she really is. She looks fly for an 80, try 90 in my opinion, or my life, old, you have to admit. So if you if your grandma's still kicking around, you tell her that she's got it. You just call her up. Be like, grandma, I just want to tell you you still got it. Uh, also, if she's not around, you just tell that energy, friend. Maybe you're, you know, we just had a friend of ours on the Goodnight Gang, 38 years old. 
38. Grandma. Tell her she's gorgeous. Mine is. Friday, July 24th is National Cousins Day. American families have been coming together for their reunions since the first settlers left the safety of the colonies and headed west to find fame, fortune, and more importantly, land. As one generation passed the baton of keeping extended family connected onto the next generation's cousins became the guardians of family ties. I'm interested if it's always the 24th or if it's like a certain Friday in every year. I imagine because they didn't say it's, it's always the 24th. But for years, I've wanted to do like a cousin's weekend up at the cabin. And now that I know this is a day, thanks to the good night show, when when, uh, everything is back to normal, I might just do that. It's also National Drive-Thru Day. The first drive-thru is believed to have been at Red's Giant Hamburger on Route 66 in Springfield, Missouri in 1947. In 1948, the original In-N-Out Burger opened a drive-thru, which is now the longest surviving drive-thru in the U.S. In 1951, Jack in the Box created the first drive through chain to try and capitalize on the rapidly growing automobile culture. The first store was in San Diego and was drive through only, offering customers the chance to grab a hamburger, a.k.a. junk food, for 18 cents. I mean, this is a great day because you kind of get to pick what type of drive through You might want to do the bank. drive through that bank. drive through with Starbucks. It's National drive through Day. Here we go. Don't let me forget, friends, to observe this because Friday the 24th is National Tequila Day. Spanish aristocrat Don Pedro Sanchez de la Tagle, I know, opened the world's first tequila factory in Jalisco, the Mexican state where the modern city of tequila is located. Don Jose Antonio de Cuervo, we know that name, uh, founded the first Vino Mezcal de Tequila de Jose Cuervo in Tequila over a century later in 1795, birthing the world's most successful tequila brand to this day. Way to go, Jose. For my money, at least currently in my life, I just want um, Casa Amigos Blanco. A little bit of soda water. Maybe you can flavor that with some LaCroix. Then go a little bit of tequila. And then, actually, I'd go tequila first, soda water, splash of pineapple, lime. Got yourself a healthy little margarita-ish. And if that's not a word, I should patent that. A margarita-ish? How is there not a brand called a margarita-ish? Maybe that's what I'll start calling that drink. You want a margarita-ish? Because it's like margarita-ish. You guys don't know the, I don't know if you can hear the excitement in my voice. But I really feel like I just created something that I'm also, after this show, going to find out already exists. And that part's going to hurt. But for right now, we got a real Schrodinger's cat situation. All right, let's take a quick break. I will not, in the break, find out if margarita-ish is a thing. But it it probably is because it's too perfect. But if it's not, you guys, good luck hearing from me again when I ride this into the world of fame and fortune and land like the people who went west we'll be right back after this Pure 
Clearview Suites is a beachside boutique hotel on the central coast in Cayucos, California. It's located halfway between San Francisco and Los Angeles along Highway 1, just below Big Sur and the famous Hearst Castle. Their all-suite hotel combines the comforts of private residences and with the amenities and services of a small resort, including ocean views, fine furnishings, private balconies, fully equipped kitchens, and daily housekeeping. Special pricing is available for any stay of 3 plus, 7 plus, or 30 plus nights when you call to book direct. As part of their continued commitment to provide an outstanding guest experience, Pureview Suites is excited to announce the first phase of their hotel's largest refresh to date. Deeply rooted in Central Coast tradition, their unpretentious yet modern new look will enhance the tone of their beachside community with laid-back surf vibes. All suites will offer guests a space that is intimate yet luxurious, local but inviting, evocative of the rich history of Cayucos but in keeping with contemporary California lifestyle. They also feature an entirely virtual front desk with automated check-in, self-checkout, and mobile keys delivered to your smartphone for easy access upon your arrival. To explore the hotel and reserve your stay, please visit PureviewSuites.com and follow Pureview Suites on Instagram and Facebook for exclusive deals. The Dress Up Gang is a heartwarming, hilarious, and absurd show about Donnie, a sweet childlike man, and Corey, a dad-like deadbeat crashing on his couch. Their friends in the courtyard are played by Andy McDowell as herself and comedians Brent Weinbach, Frankie Quinones, Chase Bernstein, and more. All of their friends have nice butts, if you must know. Well, what's it about? Well, in one episode, Donnie takes a baby skunk in named Wonko, but Wonko is so cute that his neighbor will do anything to get his hands on Wonko to impress his mistress. So yeah, there's stories like that. The show is like warm soup on a cold day with someone to kick to it. While you're stuck inside your house, you might as well stop by ours. The Dress Up Gang is available on the TBS app, Video On Demand, and YouTube TV. V. Okay, we are back. It is Monday. We've covered all the days, Monday through Friday. So now we're going to cover a little bit of small town news. It's the Germania Butson news as provided by the Marquette County Tribune and written by Rhonda Goldsmith. We had a short one last week, but I think we made up for it this week. So here we go. I hope you enjoy these as much as I do, because we're just, we're learning about a lot of places like the Long Branch, which is a real bar you can go to if you're ever in Marquette County. We've also mentioned Sparks, which is a real diner that I go to almost every time I'm at the cabin. And then obviously a whole bunch of wonderful, like German and Scandinavian sounding names. Here we go. The Long Branch Saloon of Germania enjoyed their annual golf outing to White Lake Country Club on Saturday, June 27th. A steak fry followed back at the Long Branch. The sunny, warm day was perfect for time on the course and was enjoyed by all. The retired Breakfast Club crew arrived in Princeton Monday, June 29th for a meal at Auntie Judy's Cafe. Next week, the men will gather in Montello at Mama's Cafe. Over at the Woolert Home in Butson, all the birdhouses and nests are not as vacant as the offspring of the robins, wrens, and phoebes, I tried, have left the nests. Chris says it was very quiet in the neighborhood, now without the song of the noisy wren. Besides all of our deer in our neighborhood, Chris watched a doe getting her greens down by the Meekin River as her fawn splashed and jumped in the water. How fun to see. Chris was happy to pick a decent amount of radishes in the garden and notes that most items were doing well with the exception of the usual carrots and beets. Thank goodness for the local farm markets to fill the needs of what doesn't grow well at home. 
Friday afternoon, June 26th, I was happy to spend time with my friend Brett Meisner at the Crossroads Chateau. We wanted to see our equally old friend Vicky Zaja, who was pretty busy, but managed to get a few pictures with us and a few words in edgewise as we ate supper. An added bonus was getting to see and speak with Heidi and Steve Robinson and Laura Thalaker Ahrens, also members of the Westfield High School class of 1986. The Popes of Westfield were dining nearby that evening, and it was always a pleasure to see their smiling faces. Darla Maples Wolf made a break for home with her dinner before the rain fell again. Chef and owner Todd Pearlberg and his sidekick, Chef Cody Boggs, were busy in the kitchen, but all of our food was great. On Saturday, Brett was happy to spend some time with Dave Bignell at their campers and watched an outdoor movie. Best of friends until the end, we shall always be. I had a nice afternoon visit with Pauline Petersdorf of Harrisville on Sunday afternoon, June 28th. I was in between work part one at Harris Villa and work part two in Germania, so it was very relaxing to sit and visit in the shady garage with a breeze keeping us cool. Thank you for the cool drink and the chat, my dear. We hope to see your smiling face at the villa for visits with our residents. I spoke with the mayor of Lawrence, Bob Weiss, on Saturday about the upcoming parade on July 25th. The start time will be 3 p.m. with live music to follow and fireworks at dusk. The Lawrence constable was nearby enjoying the shade of his yard and looking over the town square. Come one, come all, and watch an exciting parade go around a country block featuring many notable locals. Best wishes go out to all who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. We shall make note of this date for the future as Ben Quinn, a Lawrence notable, has proclaimed the first frost to be October 3rd. Ben says that he heard the cicadas singing the other night for the first time of the season. This is said to mean that 90 days later, the first frost will occur. I have placed this on my calendar, but I am not so much looking forward to a frost. Thanks, Ben, for sharing your knowledge. I am so proud of the efforts of my classmate, Mark Gudersky, who made sure the U.S. flag was walked through the streets of Harrisville on July 4th, as it has been for the past 70 years. This was not a parade with candy, floats, or water hoses spraying the crowd. This was a procession that would honor the flag. Simple as that. The Harris Fire Department made sure the road was blocked off and that the procession would have a safe path. The show of support was heartwarming and came together in two days' time because we love our country and our freedom. Staying safe and healthy was first and foremost the goal. Thank you to all who helped honor our flag on July 4th. The Germania Historical Society held a meeting Sunday morning in their new building with a guest speaker on hand. The group also drew a winning ticket from their gun raffle fundraising event. Jim Kuhn helped pick the winning ticket of Jerry Ross for a custom shotgun. Congratulations. Jim Kuhn had attended school in Germania during first and second grade, and he told several stories of his Germania days. The meeting was very informative. Terry Woolert of Butson was very happy to watch the fireworks show over Tuttle Lake on Friday night, the best show yet in the history of local fireworks. Many thanks to the Lake Association and the families who took part in the setup of the displays. You added something normal to our mixed-up 2020 summer. I was happy to watch the show from the shore of the Schatzkis among friends. Saturday night, another show took place from all sides of the lake. My kitties hid inside of the house since they are scared of storms and fireworks. Cannot blame them. 
Chris, Chris Woolert has been happily watching things come to life in Butson as the mulberries and raspberries ripen for the picking. The garden crops have started to produce. She did visit Flight's Strawberry Patch and came home with a few other vegetables too. We are watching a lot of new wildlife in our neighborhood as twin fawns appear, as do mama turkeys with a trail of babies following behind. We are also happy for Matt Kenseth's second place finish Sunday night. Mike Henke spent some time with his parents, Alice and George, on Sunday. I think he could smell poppy seed torch in the air. Thank you for sending a piece home with him for me to enjoy after work. It is delicious. Have you noticed an abundance of fireflies this season? I watch in amazement as they come to life in my yard at night, and then I recall our youth as we chase the bugs around the yard trying to capture a jar full as to use as a bedroom nightlight. I always feel bad if I have a firefly hit in the windshield of my car, but it is such a cool thing to watch as they glow all the way home. Enjoy what you can of summer. Soon we will be missing it as the cool weather comes in to end our gardening and swimming. As I type this on Monday around noon, the thunder is building and the clouds are forming as the sun hides. I just hung clothes on the line to dry. Now I have to go take them down or wait it out. Fool me once, Mother Nature, but not twice. Tonight's episode of The Good Night Show was produced by Noah Everhart. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch-Solomon with production assistance from Ben Zyper, Lissa Rubin, and my own Uncle Bob van kirk the theme music was composed by chad bichard and the artwork was created by cm dugan you can check out more of his work at cmdugan.com if you enjoyed tonight's show you can get more content at patreon.com slash the goodnight show there you can sign up for the goodnight show weekend edition which is always a lot of fun as well as exclusive weekly episodes of some of our favorite topics those are fun too plus you can get a super cut of this entire week's worth of shows as well as access to the entire back catalog of the hindsight podcast it's worth it there are three patreon tiers available and the most comprehensive option is less than ten dollars a month and we're not part of any network which means all proceeds go directly to the cost and people that keep this show on the air your support matters and is greatly appreciated one way to support is to rate review and subscribe on itunes and tell everyone you know about this little show thank you again for listening i'm daniel van kirk and remember no man is a failure who has friends good night